Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We are on the air one until four, and then after four o'clock, John Cobelt on demand, the podcast on the iHeart app. It is not too early to start uh, venting your frustrations with the world. Uh, you can call the Moist line at 877-MOIST-86, 877-MOIST-86, and uh, we play the calls on Friday. Uh, today uh, really kicks off the uh, official election season in the U.S. In Iowa, they're having the Republican uh, caucus not a democratic caucus uh just the republicans the democrats have some mail-in uh situation going on uh later in the uh in the cycle but uh you have uh, trump desantis nikki haley and uh, vivek ramaswamy still campaigning uh, it's been uh, way below zero in much of the state and we have sherry preston who's probably frozen stiff somewhere in iowa in des moines <laughs> sherry how are you I'm good. I'm not frozen stiff yet, but let's just say it takes a while to put the layers on and off. Yeah. I, I Even the that, hotel room is cold. You I, know what I mean? I heard this morning it was minus 13. It was minus 13 before the sun came up, and right now it's a balmy zero. When you add in the wind chill, though, it feels like 30 below. So, And these temperatures, you know, are they really are dangerous. And, and you, you've got to wonder, like, how many people are actually going to show up at these caucuses tonight, because it's not like uh, when you go to vote, when the rest of the country goes to vote, and you walk in and you cast your ballot and you walk out, and the whole process takes like 10 minutes. Um, here, you've got to be there at a certain time. You've got to sit. You've got to stay. You've got to listen to all of these speeches that my surrogates who have been selected to speak for Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek, or Donald Trump. Um, and, and then what they will do after they hear that is they literally hand out little pieces of paper and they write down who they want to be their their the nominee. 
And then they take those up, you know, to the front of the class, if you will, and they, and they count the votes and they're all tabulated and sent to the Iowa Republican Party, who then says these are the winners. It's just a process that is really different from how the rest of the country votes. They're very proud of it here. They say it's a, they see it as a, it really, um, on a, almost a pure democratic process because you're meeting with your friends, your neighbors, those who are in your precinct, and you're talking about the issues and the candidates together. And um, that's what we're going to have to see tonight, how much the weather really plays a factor in turnout. Sounds like something out of the 1850s, though. Uh, to do you what? Know, I, I know, I get, yeah, I get that. And, you know, real quickly, you know, they, they, if they didn't have that kind of process, you know, one of the things that you go to these little little places like pizza joints and, and barbecue restaurants and, and, and you know, the, the rooms of churches and things like that, people show up at these things. People in different parts of this state, they show up because they know that this is the place where these candidates will be there one-on-one. They get to ask them their questions that they have. They listen and, and they respond. And the one person who hasn't been here as much as the others is Donald Trump. But if you've looked at the polls, that hasn't mattered. Yeah. Um, what are the road conditions like? And I also heard that you know, there's long lines at, at some of these. Uh, well, it's people's homes, right? That's where these caucus sites are often. I mean, do people really stand out in minus 30 degree wind chill after it gets see, dark? That's, that's, yeah. See, that's the question is, is you're probably not going to have these long lines like you maybe have had in the past um, because it's just it's just too too cold. Um, but yeah, the, there's some at people's homes that are especially in the more rural areas. And in the rural areas, one of the issues is you mentioned the road is the wind and the wind blowing with this snow blowing across it. It was a full fledged blizzard here on Saturday. It's amazing that any of these you know national reporters and there are hundreds of them here got here because they've been snowed in for two three days. I mean the snow is piled up everywhere and on these rural roads where it's flat and I what's flat in a lot of places. That wind just blows across it, and you can't see anything. So that's kind of dangerous. You know, here in Des Moines, um, this is a, a much bigger area, and it's also a more populated area. But, you know, it's whether or not you're going to have a bunches of people waiting outside, I think that, that I, I'd be surprised if I see that later tonight. Yeah, and it's uh, not really good weather for the elderly to be walking in. Well, see, that's another point, too. I mean, you're going to say, okay, the older voters, are probably not going to show up because it's just they just do not feel comfortable doing it. And the younger voters, the question is, are they energized enough to also break that the the you know to break the seal on their homes, if you will, and, and get outside and actually caucus? They're not expected to either. So there's two schools of thought on Donald Trump though and his supporters. The first one is that his supporters are so energized that they're gonna they really want him to have a strong showing. So they're gonna show up tonight. The second one is that they can look and go, you know, he's so far ahead. Do I really need, even need to be there? Does he need my vote? So that's going to be curious, too. But truly is a race for that second place. And that's important to, to Dickie Haley and Ron DeSantis because that can propel you on, you know, to New Hampshire, to Nevada, to South Carolina, and then to Super Tuesday. That can, that can really make a difference if you get second place because that's really what they're battling for here. you got to be really jacked up about politics to go out on a night like this, though. <laughs> I mean, it's really got to be. Me? A, Are you oh, talking about voters? No, I'm talking about voters, or maybe you too. I mean, okay. you know, you you, okay. you can find something else to report on. You don't have to do this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I know. It's like send me to Los Angeles. Let me report on anything from there. Um, 
no, yeah, and that, see, that's the key. I mean, that really is the key. And, and the thing is with Iowa voters and, and, and the, this caucus process, they really pride themselves on the way it's done here. You know, it's been suggested many times the 2020 Democratic uh, caucus was an absolute disaster here. It was just it was a it was chaotic. It, they had things like weighted voting, second choices. They had an app that didn't work. Midnight came. They still hadn't picked any but the winner. It took a week before they finally declared Pete Buttigieg the winner. Democrats this year said, no, uh-uh, we're not doing that anymore. Now, part of the reason some say maybe that, you know, uh, Biden lost to Pete Buttigieg here. Um, but they've said, no, what we're doing is what they're doing is they're sending out little caucus cards to people and they can mail them in with the results tallied <laughs> on Super Tuesday. So it's it's a part of that. Uh, so the Democrats are doing people. mail in and the Republicans will be standing in <laughs> minus 30 degree weather. It's so interesting. It really is. And this state, too, you look at Iowa and you go, gosh, the past two presidential elections, they voted for Donald Trump. But it's been close. It's not been a blowout here in Iowa. It used to be Iowa voted for you know, the Iowa caucuses are what really propelled Barack Obama in 2008, and he did well in 2012, too. He won the state both those years, but then Donald Trump came along. You know, and a lot of Republicans say, hey, you know, the, the Democrats haven't been paying attention to the issues that matter to us here, renewable energy, education. And even here, they talk about the border, just like Republicans do everywhere all across the country. They're talking about immigration as well here in Iowa. Yeah. Have they gotten any, uh, any migrants bust or shipped to them? Has that become a problem um, in Des Moines? Not that, or? Any, not that anybody has mentioned in Des Moines. I have heard from people that, you know, just like everywhere else, the housing problem is an issue here. Got more homeless people in, in Des Moines than you ever had before. You know, the L.A. knows that all too well. Um, but yeah. this is one of those states, you know, that what they have here is they have a series of, of walkways where if you can go downtown and you don't have to ever walk outside in the cold. You can stay in and, and, and do blocks and blocks and go to the YMCA wow. and, and four or five hotels and parking places. And there are people who are camped out in there because it's warm. Well, so, you know, somebody, that's, somebody that's, ought to tell the homeless guys in Des Moines that it's uh, 66 degrees right now here in Burbank. So <laughs> they're in the wrong place. They could, they could, they could improve by about 96 degrees by getting on a bus. Exactly. All right. Well, Sherry, yeah. thank you very much for coming on with us. Yeah, it was great. And we will, I'm around here tomorrow too. So maybe we'll chat. Yeah, maybe we'll talk again. All right. Sherry Preston from ABC News in uh, in Des Moines. Yeah. Minus 30 with the wind chill there. 66 here. No wind chill. I don't know about, (laughs) I don't think there's any politician ever in my lifetime that I would stand outside in a line in the dark when it feels like minus 30. Then you'd have to sit in somebody's hot, stuffy living room. Listen to politicians give speeches, then vote, and then they take your paper ballot and uh, somebody picks up the paper ballots and take it to the headquarters and you stay up till after midnight. Till, I mean, why not spend the night watching paint dry? I mean, what? I wouldn't even brave that weather for a free handbag, John. <laughs> a Chanel? Not even a Chanel. Not a Chanel? No. What? I hate the cold. <laughs> And that is ridiculous cold. That is, I I was in I was in minus twenty six once, Oof. up in uh, I lived in Chicago for a year, and I remember um, actually was was going out on a double date with a friend of mine, and I was uh, parking the car. I don't know why I got the job to park the car. Everybody else ran inside, and I was walking down the street, and I was all dressed up, right, 
heavy black shoes and a, a suit and an overcoat. And I had to walk two blocks in minus 26. I remember it flashing on the, blank, on the bank side. And I started hearing a crackling sound. And I realized it was the mucus and the moisture inside my nose had started to freeze. Oh, are you serious? Oh, yeah. No, I'm serious. I'm hearing a loud crackling sound. And then I realized, well, if that's freezing, the next thing that's going to freeze is, is the moisture in my lungs. And my lungs are going to freeze. And I started to panic. And I started running as fast as I can, clomping in these big, heavy shoes and this big, heavy overcoat. Total panic. Oh, that's Try awful. It. Minus 26. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. No contest today. No $1,000 for you. Nothing. You don't get paid today. You don't get paid for sitting there listening to us work. All right. We're broke. We're out of money. Uh, after 2.30, Steve Gregory's coming in. Uh, this uh, terrible story. This might be more upsetting uh, for you than the uh, airplane. Uh, is this the puppy story? This is the puppy story. Um, guy named David Sunland, he's arrested. He's charged with uh, arguing with his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend and putting a pillow over her four-month-old puppy, saying it's either you or the dog. And then he shot the dog. Who does this? Uh, well, well this guy. they say this guy, David Sunland. So uh, he's up on all kinds of felonies, and uh, they've arrested him, and Steve Gregory has all the details for that story. Well, we were just talking with Sherry Preston from uh, Frozen Solid, Iowa, where they're having the Republican uh, caucus today. And you got, <laughs> nothing, nothing is worth standing in uh, minus 30-degree wind chill. Nothing. But uh, that's what they're going to do uh, to uh, vote for uh, most of them are going to be voting for uh, Trump uh, with DeSantis and Nikki Haley fighting for second place. I mean, that uh, the rest of the field really is really has wasted their time and just wasted everyone else's time because uh, they, they don't they don't they don't even go after Trump. And I understand that his base is big and rabid and, you know, you can't uh, offend the base. Why are you running? I guess you're just waiting for him to, uh, you know, in case he slips on some ice and cracks his head. What? Why? Why did you run? Should only run if you're if you have a reasonable chance at winning, and to have a reasonable chance at winning, you do have to make the case while you're while you're better than the other guy. You know he's a very powerful candidate. So if you're not going to show that you're a stronger one, what are you doing? I don't understand that kind of campaigning. It's not like he doesn't have a few things you could attack him over, but uh, you know he's these. Anyway, Trump is back uh, to his stand-up co comedian days. Um, let's play. Let's let's uh, play cut number three first. Uh, uh, he's characterizing all the people in Washington D.C. These caucuses are your personal chance to score the ultimate victory over all of the liars, cheaters, thugs, perverts, frauds, crooks, freaks, creeps, and other quite nice people. <laughs> That's a mouthful. That's a <laughs> But some of them are wonderful people, I'm sure. Remember that one? But some of them are nice. That was that was the one piece I should have left out of that first speech, right? But some of them are okay. The Washington Swamp has done everything in its power to take away your voice, but tomorrow is your time to turn on them and to say and speak your mind and to vote. And we're going to take this country back. We're going to make it greater than ever before. 
Liars, cheaters, thugs, perverts, frauds, crooks, and freaks. We used to call them liars, thieves, and whores. I think we had that, that line first. Here's Trump telling people, it doesn't matter even if you're sick. So if you want to save America from crooked Joe Biden, you must go caucus tomorrow. It's very the first step. We're the first step. We're going to do it. We're going to do it big. You got to get out. You can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. <laughs> if you're sick, if you're just so sick, you can't. Darling, I don't think. Get up. Get up. You get up. You vote. Yes, darling. Ultimately, we know who calls the shots, right? Right, right Polly? Even if you pass away, it's worth it. I heard that driving in. That cracked me up. That <laughs> Doesn't matter if you drop dead in the cold. Um, now, this, this is an, another amusing moment because one of these uh, silly, foolish climate protesters tried to disrupt one of his campaign speeches. And uh, here's how Trump handled it. And I did three. I did three rallies. You've taken millions. millions. Go, go, go. That's how you treat those people, because they are little toddlers having uh, a terrible emotional outburst, a temper tantrum. And what, what he did there, uh, see, that kind of that kind of response is going to get him votes. Every other pompous politician goes, well, let her speak. She's got a First Amendment right to express herself. We have to respect her uh, right to. No. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Take your personality disorder back to your mother. Try to work it out with her. Go home to mommy. <laughs> All right. If he's, you know what? If he's back doing stand up, then he, he's going to win. Uh, meantime, back in Washington, D.C., outside of the White House, you had some of those uh, pro uh, Hamas, pro terrorist, pro uh, genocide protesters. Uh, against Israel, and uh, they're upset with the president. Listen to this. a fan of Yemen. I bet you they couldn't find it on a map. Yemen is filled with terrorists. Yemen, Yemen, make us proud. Turn this invasion around. What? Do people know what the words are on the Houthis flag? I don't know. It reads, Alu Akbar, death to America, death to Israel, curse the Jews, victory to Islam. That's what this crowd's in favor of. And the Houthis are based in Yemen and the These Houthis. protesters are saying, Yemen, Yemen, make us proud. The Houthis. I never heard of the Houthis until five minutes ago. Yeah, they're... Until it, they started bombing the ships in the Red Sea. Yep. Are they an ethnic group, or that's the name of their... Uh, no, it's a, ter it's, a, it's a terrorist group. Terrorist group backed by Iran. Okay, so there aren't Houthi people. No. Okay, there's just Houthi terrorists. Yeah. 
I see. And if you didn't pick up on it, the opening chants were F Joe Biden and F, excuse me, F Netanyahu. Such a good lunch I had. Hands off Yemen. Who gives a crap about Yemen? Jeez. I think all those protesters anyway are paid. They're, they're just, they've got, they're earning an hourly wage making noise in front of the White House. We come back, Steve Gregory, uh, about this uh, puppy killer, this puppy murderer. Terrible person. Oh, I ought to get the death penalty. Right? Yes. Right? Death penalty for him. Okay. Yes. We're all in agreement there. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're listening to John Cobalt On Demand from KFI AM640. Steve Gregory up next here. Uh, it's a horrific story about a guy who murdered a puppy right in front of his ex-girlfriend, David Sumlin. What's this What's this about? This is uh, disgusting. Yeah, you know, it, it started out as a domestic violence issue. Sumlin and, as you say, the ex were getting into it down on Skid Row on January 2nd. At some point during this confrontation or this argument, Sumlin grabs a pillow puts it over the four-month-old puppy, pushes a gun, a handgun, into the pillow, and then utters the words, it's either you or the dog. And then there was just this kind of this moment, and then he ended up firing two rounds into the pillow, killing the puppy. Oh, 
This was outdoors? I mean, outdoors. This, this was a homeless encampment. A little after 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and then, so someone called 911. Cops get there from Central Bureau and uh, Central Division. And as soon as they get there, they rush the puppy to a, a nearby animal shelter. But it was too late. The dog had been pronounced dead at the animal shelter. But uh, so then they put out, you know, we went on the show here and we talked about looking for this guy. We gave out the description and you, you're looking at a photo of him now. Yeah. 32 years old, um, known to frequent the Skid Row area. He lived down there. He, he meandered around down there. But um, they finally arrested him just after midnight Monday. So what are the charges here? I mean, is, is there... Is well, puppy murder uh, a felony? It's domestic, well, it's animal abuse. Yeah. So, and then there's a domestic violence. There could be a domestic violence charge in there as well. But um, they, at the very least, they're going to get him on animal cruelty. Uh, he's in jail on $50,000 bail. This guy had a, four felonies on his record. Mm -hmm. Says transportation of a controlled substance, uh, attempted robbery, assault with a firearm. So this is another guy. He's only 32. And he had a gun. I mean, he yeah. used a gun in this commission of a crime, so. according to cops. So um, it's not clear where he got the gun. And uh, he's clearly not legally able to have a gun uh, since he was a convicted felon. So um, you could probably buy them at uh, many tents along Skid Row. It's probably uh, a, a gun concierge. <laughs> <laughs> a gun concierge tent. Uh, there's probably a lot of those weaponry areas down there. You can get something like that. So you, you might get some free drugs with the gun. Yeah, well, you know, uh, there is no shortage of contraband on Skid Row. And, and, and it's controlled by uh, a number of gangs. I think there are two gangs that have that territory down there, if memory serves. And they control the flow of weapons and drugs in and out of Skid Row, including fentanyl. I have heard that the the, the uh, gangs have control over certain mm. encampment areas. Oh yeah, and in in the the issue here too is that a lot of the the gangs they charge protection money. That's how it comes. Some of those uh, those some of those encampments don't have any problems. Some of them are you know completely like wild wild west but some encampments are, are fairly quiet but they, they pay the gangs protection money. so the homeless have to pay mm -hmm. the gangs yep. so the homeless spend the day uh begging for money or stealing and then they take their profits give it over to the gang so this doesn't happen and part of that too if you remember echo park with the 200 something tents that were in echo park yeah the squatters there um the gangs also use these encampments to house other felons uh so they will take them if they're if they're trying to hide somebody right. from the cops um they will take them and put them in these encampments and that's where they'll live until until it dies down like a safe house exactly a safe tent yeah no i remember when we were talking it was in nithia Raman's district i think in los Feliz, and the uh, local residents were complaining that there was an encampment in front of a school mm -hmm. and and a gang was selling guns and drugs out of the tents in front of the school and that still wasn't getting nithya raman to do anything about it well there was the rv camps along uh, a street in north hollywood and north hollywood division of lapd was trying to keep that under control and then they busted an rv one day they were actually answering a call because there was this uh, horrible smell coming from an rv and it was a dead body inside but there were also dozens of weapons in this rv and apparently that was the rolling gun shop <laughs> and this was an rv encampment rv it was a, a bunch of those rvs parked along the street in north hollywood see that's what's crazy because officials always say well it's not easy to move the rvs you know we have to go through this whole process just open the door you you're gonna you're gonna 
Can't do that. It's a domicile. Huh? You can't you can't just barge into Steve, someone's this RV. Is war. You just blast open the door and you immediately see the justification. Well, let me tell you, now there's a chief opening at LAPD. Yeah. Yeah. Since uh, Moore's leaving now, now there's an opening for you. I would if, love, if you're ready to go. I would love to be police chief. I just just to get up every day and hold a press conference. I wonder and how tell long everybody you would off. Last. I wonder how long you would last in the chief of police oh, the, position. The cops would like me. <laughs> Cops would like me. They would be busy. Uh, they would be busy. It's like, hey, do what you have to do. I'm looking the other way. Attorneys would be busy, too, yeah, with you. I, I, I don't want to hear about anybody's problems. You just clean this up. You take care of it. <laughs> but uh, I think that the high point here is the fact that they got this guy who shot and killed this puppy. And, uh, um, I mean, here's the thing. It, I'm just very curious on what the district attorney is going to do with this case. Now, I think because because of the gun being used in it, I think it'll rise to the level of a felony. Wouldn't that be uh, um, there's one there's one uh, line here in the story. You could get a federal charge. Uh, felon in, uh, felon in possession of ammunition. Right. I mean, because they're still trying to to get this guy's whole background together. Um, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm really curious to see whether, where this is going to land on the on the steps of the feds. The steps of Gascon or the steps of the city attorney. Well, they all sure. should prosecute. Well, they all can have different charges. I mean, you can't. He murdered a puppy in the middle of the day in front of its owner. In front of its owner. Just yeah. put. See, this guy is put away for good. When I'm taking over, forget police chief. When I am king, mm -hmm. when I am the supreme ruler, the emperor, the dictator. Guys like him wouldn't last five minutes. Well. If well, you talk to some people, they say that pendulum is starting to swing back that direction. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm all for it. I'm I'm ready for a police state. All right. <laughs> Again, I, I think if you were just chief for one day, I would just love to see what would happen. One day. One day. One right. hour. One hour. One hour. Give me an Oh, I'll do a lot of damage one in hour. an hour. Yeah. I'll issue a lot of executive I orders. can't wait to see you and Karen Bass sit down together for one hour. No, we're not sitting down with you. We're taking action. <laughs> yeah. Because she'll just talk for an hour and I'll lose my chance. That's what Eric just said. The next Postathon auction. Yeah. Get on John being the next chief of police. <laughs> Things would be different. All right, Steve Gregory, thank you very Take much. Take care, John. KFI News. And, uh... You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. On from one until four, and after four o'clock, John Cobelt show on demand, the podcast. And uh, we had a lot of stuff you missed already. Should be getting here earlier. Uh, there's an LA Times story. They're they're beating the COVID drums again, claiming uh, that according uh, to the state epidemiologist Dr. Erica Pan, they're they're looking at they do wastewater surveillance. Yes, they monitor pe uh, people's poop water. And they uh, found that there is uh, a high, high levels of coronavirus and flu and all sorts of other uh, terrible diseases. And it says that we're already up to 60% of last winter's peak of uh, COVID. Well, wait a second. That's that, you know, that, see, that's deceptive. That's, this is a hype story. Because if you're at 60% of last winter, that means... We're down a significant percentage, that it's it's less prevalent than last year. Uh, but, however, we called in our uh, disease expert, a man who has been infected by just about everything in the last three years. I'm going to infect somebody else who's going to come into the studio next. Uh, <laughs> Ray Lopez, our producer, and you can hear him. Uh, I have the crunchy cough still. 
uh, describe the country. Okay. The country so, okay. So first of all, who's going through my poop water? Wanting to know if I'm sick or not. That's what I want to know. I thought my job sucked. <laughs> Dr. Erica Pan. She's well, out there. She's not doing that. Was she pan panning for poop? <laughs> panning for poop. Panning for uh, for flu poop. <laughs> So uh, yeah, you had uh, COVID at least three, maybe four times, right? Uh, yeah, you had, had the, the regular flu, correct? I I just got over the flu. So last uh, week I came down with something Sunday night, and this is this is last weekend, and, and I just knew it was weird, but it wasn't. It felt like COVID, but it didn't feel like like COVID yet. And and, and the only thing that I that had happened, okay. I nearly pooped myself, first of all. So that was a bad sign. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you, you have a bad infection. Yeah. So maybe there's something about this uh, this uh, 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 tap water or, or storm water or whatever. Uh, That's poop right. water, That's flu right. water. All your water, all your water is going to be recycled. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking whatever you're spewing out. Ooh, can you imagine what they find in that homeless uh, the encampments? Uh, <laughs> maybe they shouldn't be testing around there, man. That's disgusting. <laughs> You kidding me? Why do you think you're sick all the time? I know. Well, well. So I, I think I got this uh, this RSV. So it's a respiratory infection. So this is different than the flu. Yeah, it, it's slightly different. It, it's still a it's still a a, a virus. I caught a virus, right. and uh, and I knew it was uh, it wasn't COVID. Well, I tested COVID because they you know they say to test for COVID, and I, I tested negative, and, and but it felt really bad and and next thing i knew it was uh it went from sunday night all the way to wednesday and i i, I did I, I couldn't even lift my head up off the off the uh the the pillow you, it was you, so bad you kept text, texting us i think three times on monday you just wrote two words i'm dying i'm dying three times because i was dying and uh and and I, one day you know i was still you know i we got this work from home thing. So we're, you know, we're, we're kind of set up to do that. And, you know, and, and, uh, and one day I just told Eric and, and, and um, I, you guys figure out the guest stuff on your own. <laughs> I cannot do anything. I'm dead. I'm dying. Did you just lay there? True story. I was dead. Yeah. Eric, right. I was, I, 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 I couldn't move. I couldn't get my freaking head up off the off the uh, uh, off the bed. So you didn't have the energy to lift your head up. No, and, and I, I was breaking out in sweats, oh, and I was chilling, and I was, you know, I had this awful um, gas. Mm, that was bad, <laughs> and uh, and I couldn't eat. I refused to eat, and uh, and and I was taking Nyquil, Nyquil, Nyquil every six hours. Just more Nyquil. And um, did they prescribe you anything? Yeah. By the time my stupid doctor finally got to me, he, <laughs> he gave me uh, 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 he gave me a, a Zithromax. OK. And, and, and then and then he gave me um, um, some uh, uh, some syrup to take for my for, for, for my oh, a, like syrup. antihistamine. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't do any good. It, it gave me anxiety. Yeah. I just felt like I was jumping through my skin. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just awful. Oh God! I thought I needed a fifty-one-fifty again, but again, again, <laughs> it was just terrible. It was the whole experience was bad, and so you know when I usually when I read about people when yeah. people tell me they're sick, mm. I look at them and go, oh, you're not. You're not sick. You're soft. Yeah, yeah. you're just weak. <laughs> you know, you're just you just want another day off, or you want to work from home. Yeah. Right? Well, there's a lot of that. You just want to work from home. Yeah. No, you know, I was I got sick. I I so. 
But, you know, the next time someone tells me they're sick, I'm still going to think they're faking it. <laughs> I don't care. But I know I wasn't. That was bad. That was really bad. But um, Well, there's people but, who have no. a work ethic. You do. And so when you're sick, you're probably really out. Then there's people, you know, they don't have a work ethic. And the sick thing is just a dodge. They're, oh, they're, my, out, they're out biking all day. Yeah, all my friends. Are, oh, yeah, well, they got me you know, working from home. You're not working from home. No. You're at happy hour. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're at the casino yeah. or you're in Vegas or you're San Diego or, you know, you're doing something that you're taking a drive up to the coast. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, working from home, my ass. So um, you're, you're up right now. I got, yeah. So uh, finally, I, I still have this crunchy cough where it, it, it kind of hurts a little bit, but I'm, I'm not contagious. I don't think. Deborah, let's see. I'm not going in there. Are you kidding me? Well, why not? I don't want to get I'm sick. I don't want to feel like I'm dying. I don't want to feel like I'm going to poop myself. None of the above <laughs> do I want. She's questioning your lifestyle choices. You know, oh, yeah. That is a whole other story. Well, well, yeah. I, think, should, I, would, I would, too. Deborah should have to go in there for, like, two minutes. I got to be in here for, like, four hours with How Ray. do you not catch everything he has? I really don't know, honestly. See, that's what makes me think it's about your personal immune system. Because some people just rarely or never get sick. Yeah, okay, I've, always, Ray, I've always um, had a good immune system. Yeah. I get sick like once a year. Do you bathe? Do you wash your hands? <laughs> always. <laughs> always. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I, I, I'm telling you, the, the COVID thing screwed me all up. Before COVID, I was I was going good. My my lungs were were lungs were great. I, I was I, I you know I was, I would never get tired. And now after I getting COVID the first time, then the second time, then the third time, and now this stupid RSV or whatever the hell it is, and oh god, I I, I quit. Maybe you have long COVID that makes your immune <laughs> system. You hear it? Still there? Yeah. Thanks for. Oh, cover your face, John. Yeah. Put your mask back on. <laughs> yeah, I think for the first time I'm going to put the mask on. <laughs> Listen to him. He's oh. spewing all over the that place. Wet cough. Oh. Yeah. I, give yeah. me the exit bag. All right. Well, uh, I, I was going to say, glad you're better, but I don't know if you are better. Yeah, I, I think I'm better. I, well, I mean, you're up right. You can you can work. You don't. You know, you're not dead on the pillow. Yeah. Oh, let's feel sorry for Ray. Let's feel. You know, nah. No, there, just, no, there, there wasn't a lot of grief here. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't expect there to be. Check your messages. Deborah was especially rough. I thought. <laughs> the only, thing, yeah, the only one that was nice to me was a dog. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always count on him. My girlfriend was was really helpful too. Yeah, I, you know, she was trying to, you know, I'm this little baby. I'm this, uh, you know, 51 year old baby. Oh, you must be a good time when you're sick. Oh God. <laughs> All right, there. Uh, Ray Lopez still alive, still with us. Uh, more coming up. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Speaking of, we got more more medical news. Um, Ozempic. You know about the Ozempic race? Yes, I do. Yes. No, do you know I people on it. Ozempic? No, I don't. Yeah, but if you were on Ozempic, you, you're you on? I'm, no, no, no. <laughs> I know people that are on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think most of the West Side is on it. I think, oh, my God, I, my wife's been watching the award shows. She thinks just about virtually every actress is on it. Oh, yeah. The everybody. Emmys are going to be on tonight. Yeah, so and, and Oprah came out last night. Oprah looks like she lost 150 pounds. Yeah. Uh, but we and, don't know if she's. Oh, I thought she something. admitted she, she was on it. Oh, I thought I she did. Oh, maybe she did. Well, anyway, she's on something. I mean, she. I'm going like, to Google that. It looked like you know she had all, like about a hundred pounds vacuumed out of her. So um, anyway, there are now that uh, so many thousands and thousands are taking it. You do have a few side effects, or at least people who are claiming side effects. 
And uh, some of them uh, are alleged to be uh, gruesome. So we'll get into that. So if you're on the fence about COVID, uh, COVID, <laughs> I'm a Zepic, this might push you off the fence. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqi.com. Made for women by women.